It is Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. This is Baseball Today, presented to you by our friends over at Shady Rays. Shady Rays, the best sunglasses in the entire world, because not only will they make you look great out there, but when you inevitably break them or lose them, much like this guy, they will replace them. I love it. And I also love that Pete Moylan is joining us the entire week, replacing the vacationing Trevor Plouffe, who's off on some wonderful excursion with his beautiful family. Pete, how are you? I am tremendous again, Rosie. Big, big night of baseball last night. It's uh, it's go time. It's go time for a lot of teams right now. Is that how it feels, by the way? Like, do you kind of know that we're we're past the quarter pole now officially? Yeah. Most teams have played about forty games. So, is it like, is it kind of an unspoken word in the in the uh, locker room? I don't think. It, I mean, it's more just guys have had a chance to to see what their team is all about, um, and some teams are clicking, other teams are not. And the teams that can turn that not clicking around quick enough are the ones that are going to be out of, you know, I, I'm talking about the Braves in general. I, I get mm. to watch them firsthand and it's just been, just been disappointing and inconsistent so far this year. And, um, you know, there's a few teams out there that are a bit like that. Yep. No question. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers so far, as we get things started, uh, have been feeling fine at the top of the National League Central for much of the season. But they lost not only a game in extra innings in San Diego last night, they lost one of their rotational stalwarts as Freddie Peralta is going to be out, quote, several months, yeah. according to uh, their manager, Craig Council. He's got posterior shoulder issue. Now, first of all, for a guy that has battled arm trouble throughout his career, what are we dealing with here, Pete? Are you familiar that's, with this? That's the one I've probably not had. Um, I've had a lot of cuff and labrum and elbow issues, um, but... The fact that it doesn't require surgery is encouraging, I think. Um, but at the same time, it's still, he's been throwing the ball so well for them. Um, and it sucks, obviously. I'd watched an interview with him uh, the day after he pitched against us, actually. And he's just such a great kid too. So mm -hmm. it sucks. I mean, obviously it sucks for everybody, but um, I don't know if they can cover it. I think their, their back end of their bullpen is is formidable obviously but i don't know if they have enough at the front end to be able to maybe throw an opener out there for a couple of weeks i think they'll use an internal option for the next two starts and then they'll they'll sort of see where they're at um pitch, starting pitching's at a premium right now rosie it's like yeah it's tough to tough to find so there's a few things going on here um craig council did say he expects freddie peralta back at some point this season now the, the scary thing if you're a brewers fan is does some point this season mean like end of August when there's still minor leagues going on, or will he be ready to go in the middle of September where he can't go down and necessarily get rehab starts? Like that's where it gets a little sticky. Am I right? Yeah. Is, yeah. But I mean, teams are so good at, at after 2020, they got used to having to, to sort of fend for themselves and okay. Right. They had to learn how to do, you know, inter squad games and, and sim games and, and live BPs. And so as much as you can't substitute the pure game action, They've got pretty close to be able to do it. Okay. Now, Ashby is going to move into the rotation for the foreseeable future, and he's been a very dependable arm, right? When they needed a spot start, he's a guy that can go out and do it. When you know He's been brilliant at times out of the bullpen. But now you're, you've made things kind of pa paper mache thin. Correct. Like, they can't afford to have one of their big guns go down. Burns has been unbelievable. Lauer has been fantastic. I mean, mm -hmm. he has been unreal. Peralta, it was kind of up and down this year. There were times where he was unhittable. Last three weeks uh, were amazing, though. Yes, no question. And he was really kind of feeling himself a little bit. 
Woodruff is the guy who's going to have to pick it up. He's got to get back to as dependable a number two guy as there was in the business behind Burns. He hasn't been that dude this year. And Hauser has been good. He's the only guy who doesn't have big strikeout numbers in that rotation at all. Everybody else is double digits per nine. He's the only one. He's like middling around seven and a half or so per nine. Um, So he's just a different guy, a different look. But it wouldn't shock me if they go out, get an arm and a bat. Because I think if they want it, it's been cute, Pete. They've made it to the playoffs four straight years. They have not taken that big time step. Yeah. And they want to do that as a franchise. There's only, they're not going to be able to hang on to everybody. Yeah. So like, this is their year. Go out and get an additional arm. Doesn't have to be a frontline starter, but a guy that can be an innings eater and get me another bat somewhere. I'm with you. I love that. I'm uh, look, that was the story going into the playoffs. We faced them in the playoffs last year, the Braves, obviously. And that was their, their starting pitching was what was going to carry them through. But I'm with you now that they, they've lost Peralta and they do need an extra bat, you know, low cane, I love Locaine, but he's just not the same guy that he was. He's still playing great outfield, but he just, he's not, he's just sitting, hitting the nine hole for them right now. So, you know, they're going to have to find another big bat to, to help you Dielich and, and Telez and Renfro, that the whole lineup, you know, they can bang, but they need one more. I'm with you. I know it's tough. This, I think this is the last year of Kane's deal, if I'm not mistaken. And it's been a, it's been a rough go. I think ever since the pandemic shortened season, Kutch got off to a good start. He did. Um, and then, had a COVID issue and he was down like 10 days. And he, he, he told everybody on social media, he's like, that shit knocked me silly. Like it did. And so you just don't know how, how long it's going to take him to get back to, you know, where he wants to be physically. Right. I would expect them to make some sort of move. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I think someone like a Whit Merrifield from the Royals would fit in nicely over there. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, the team that's chasing them in the National League Central, the St. Louis Cardinals, got a huge walk-off win against the Toronto Blue Jays. Paul Goldschmidt is on a tear. He hits a walk-off slam. He has a 15-game hitting streak in which he's got 17 extra base hits. He's got 22 ribs during that streak. I feel like he is super underappreciated. When you watch Paul Goldschmidt play, yes. do you feel like you're seeing a guy who's going to end up in Cooperstown? Yes, it's intimidating. And, and that's not obviously a reason to put him in Cooperstown, but I've faced this guy so many times. He stands in the box. He's a monster. Yeah, he's huge. He's a monster. And the numbers that he's put up, I went and dived in a little bit, Rosie. Do you know that he's going to overtake David Ortiz in war by the end of this year? Well, so that's a little tricky. I know. No question. We're not, we're not questioning how you get to the number because – War also factors in your defensive play. Sure. Goldschmidt's been one of the best defensive first basemen over the last decade, and Poppy, of course, didn't play defense. Sure. So he's in the Hall of Fame, though, right? Yes, he is. Okay. Dan, you look like you're going to say something. Look at that smile on his face. Look at him. Okay. No. I'm just saying, when I've watched and dived into his numbers, him and Freddie Freeman have been the 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 two best first basemen that I've got to watch over. I mean, obviously, Pujols was in that as well, but he's sort of tape it off a little bit but over the last decade those are, that's one and two i think if he carries this on for another two three maybe four years and continues to the consistent numbers that he's had we are looking at a, at an absolute hall of famer without question so this is uh goldschmidt's 11th full season in his first 10 five times he had an ops over 900 one season he had under 850 under one just one he's got a career 390 on base percentage do you know that is better than Joe Maurer? That is better than Tony Gwynn. 
That is better than Willie Mays. I'm not the biggest stat nerd, but I will tell you this, that when we're talking about him being better than three of those guys in that category, I'm listening. He's in the MVP discussion every single year. Every single year. He's in there. Yep. I just don't understand. I understand that that I don't know if he's going to be able to get the longevity. It's the Hall of Fame numbers are going to change. They're going to have to be adjusted over the next few years, but otherwise no one's going to get in. So so do you think that is because guys make so much money that they don't want to stick around? He's only 34. I mean, he's not 37. So he could and with the uh, addition of the DH in the National League, you can start getting him off his feet. The one thing about Goldschmidt, he's like Manny Machado, dude. He plays every yeah. day since yeah. 2013, 160 games. He had that one year in Arizona where he got hurt. He had 109. But other than that, 159, 158, 155, 158, 161. In the pandemic shortened season, he played 58 games, 158 last year, and he's played 40 this year. So he just doesn't miss games. Yeah. And he, he seems to, you know, he can tell guys they play the game because, you know, it's a job. He seems to play the game because he still loves the yeah. game of baseball too. Yeah, he's a really solid human being. Like, just when you, when you talk to him, he's a little troutish. Like, he just likes to play baseball. He likes his family. And he, he's really good at it. And he's a great guy. But other than that, like, you forget that he's a major leaguer sometimes. That's yeah. how good he is. Yeah. So... I agree. I think we'll see him in Cooperstown one day. Um, Trey Turner. And this is the reason I'm wearing the Dodger hat. And for the person who keeps track of all the hats I'm wearing on baseball today, he said, this is the first time I've ever worn a Dodger hat. I, I felt like I've worn this before, but anyway, I wanted to wear it because I want to talk about Trey Turner, who received a very nice ovation in his return to Washington last night. I thought that was really cool. As and should. then he went out and helped pummel the Nats. He had a free <laughs> RBI night. Uh, are you surprised? after letting Corey Seager walk out the door that the Dodgers have yet to extend Trey Turner. I am surprised. He's the best shortstop in the game. I Could it be a money thing? Rosie? Whoa, 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 whoa. What'd you just say? Could it be a money thing, Rosie? No, no, no. Before that. <laughs> okay, he's one of the, if not top three shortstop in the game right now. Well, Correa. You, you think he's better than Correa? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I... Oh, I don't think so, because I think Correa's elite defensively. And when the light shines, man, you can say whatever you want about Carlos Correa. That dude comes to play. Okay. That's your opinion, and that's you, that's fine. But my, my point is, could it be a money problem? <laughs> could the Dodgers quite possibly not have enough money to be able to afford Trey Turner? What's it oh. going to cost to extend him? We're talking 300, or are we talking, is he going to be a 300 guy, or is he going to be no. a, a 180 no. guy? So he's... so. Um, I mean, Correa didn't even get 300 million, right? Uh, there was only one shortstop who did the guy that he replaced, right? So Corey Seager got more than 300 million to go to Texas. He was, he's a little bit younger than Trey Turner. Turner's going to turn 29 next month. I want to say Seager either was 27 during free agency or 28, but it's comparable. Yes. Go ahead. Who would you rather have on your team right now? Corey Seager or Trey Turner? Well, I would. I would like Trey Turner just because I love guys that can run. Okay. I, Who I, would you rather have? A Trey Turner, without question. No, without question? Without question. I think he's – I've watched him for so long. He's, he's, he is as much of a game changer as anybody in the game. With, he can, we can do it any way. He's got pop. He's for average. 
as you said, he can run. He can change the game with just himself. And they yeah. all can. I'm not saying that, that any of those other guys can, but in my opinion, Trey Turner is probably as good as any of them. So this gets us back to the original question of if you're surprised that the Dodgers have not extended him. Um, he's a CAA guy for people that are worrying. He's, is he a Boris guy? He's not a Boris guy. He's a CAA client. Uh, he also, by the way, just became an investor with John Boy Media. So good for him. Welcome. Uh, I don't think that will affect him in his negotiations with the Dodgers or any <laughs> other team, but hey, boss, how you doing? In case yeah. you're listening. Uh, he's a guy that gets you 20 homers and 30 stolen bases and plays. He's not Correa defensively, but I think he's a good one. Now, here's the other thing you got to look at. Correa can opt out after this year in Minnesota. Bogarts can opt out. But I don't think the Dodgers, I don't think they want to go down the Correa path because it, because of the history there. I really believe that. I think yeah. there's enough guys that are still pissed off in that Dodger clubhouse. And I think it would be a tough sell to the fan base. I agree. The Bogarts one is interesting because I think much like Paul Goldschmidt, he is so underappreciated, but he is not the defensive player that Trey Turner is. And his numbers have been going down. I don't think the Dodgers want to invest big time in a guy that they might have to move off a shortstop eventually anyway. Well, aren't the Red Sox already talking about him like having to not play sh- like that's yes the whole point right that, right well that, that's part of the reason they brought in story Trevor story yeah. was in case bogart's opted out and walks that they could just slide him over there i looked at their farm system to see if there's a, a someone coming up that they are banking on and, and i mean the only shortstop they have in their in their system well the top shortstop was wilman diaz and he's not supposed to be here till 2025 so Mm-mm. no i i don't Look, they might just be waiting and seeing, but if they let Trey go to the the, the market, uh, he's who knows where he's going to end up. Well, that's a dangerous game. It's right. a real dangerous game that you're playing. Yeah. And as we've seen, there are guys that can play shortstop, but there aren't guys that can play shortstop, hit third, and do the sort of damage that he can do. Exactly. You know, I, I understand it gets tricky because they still have to figure out what they're going to do with their rotation. They still have to play pay guys like Walker Bueller and Julio Urias somewhere down the line. Um, you know, are they going to let Bellinger walk? You know, I think that Justin Turner's contract is up after this year. They just paid Freddie Freeman. We know that they're going to be paying Mookie Betts for the next decade, goo gobs of money. So there, there's a lot going on here. Will but Smith's going to Will Smith's going Will to Smith, get paid. Right. Will Smith has to get paid. You can't keep it. Like, I know they can, but, I mean, they can't keep them all, surely. <laughs> They can't. They could go the Stevie Cohen way and just say, they "Fuck could. it." Yeah, they could. One hundred percent, they could. But then you're setting a dangerous precedent too, and ownership won't want to pay, keep paying players what they're paying them right now. And that's 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 another conversation for another day. But well, speaking of guys that are in their walk year and doing damage, Aaron Judge. I, I know we feel like we talk about him once a week, but when you're off to a, a 66 home run pace like he is after another multi homer game and a loss to Baltimore last night, we have to mention. Because the Yanks, there was a report last week that the Yankees are open to opening negotiations again. Oh, you're shaking your head. No, I just think it's, I think it's hilarious that it's still t- to this point. But yeah, go ahead. Well, if you're Aaron Judge, yeah. do you listen or you just say, hey, listen, I appreciate it. Thank you. But I'm good. Like, I'm going to play this one out. So this question in itself is so foreign to me for a guy that got to sign eight minor league deals in a row and had got to choose between which minor league 
deal I wanted to choose and then look at the roster and try and determine my best chance of making the team. It's crazy to me. But if I'm Aaron Judge, I am 100% listening to any offer that they're willing. And not, I might give my agent a number. I say, listen, here it is. Whatever it is, 500 million. That's my number. And then forget about it and have, let them communicate. And if he gets to the number, the alarm goes off, bang, balloons pop, here we go. If not, you just keep playing. And then you, it's not even in your head. You know what I mean? That's you, the smartest. That's the smartest way to go. I think so. I think you can just continue the negotiations in the back while you continue to dominate on the field. I think it's super smart. And that's the way he should go. If you were Aaron Judge, and let, I mean, yeah, you can go ask for $500 million, You're not going to get that. But what do you think, once it's all said and done, what do you think the number's going to be for him at age 30? And keep in mind, we have never seen a position player of this size before. Yeah, I honestly don't. I, I, well, Richie Sexton. Richie Sexton was a beanpole compared to Aaron Judge. He was six foot wise. eight. I should say an outfielder of okay. this size. Like yeah. Dave Winfield's the closest, and Dave Winfield was like a shooting Specimen. star. Mm. For people yeah. that never saw Dave Winfield play, he was unbelievable. One of the greatest athletes we've ever seen in this game. Okay, continue on. I just think judges is similar. Like, like I think Stanton and Judge, they just they're just they're just absolute. They're specimens and they're built differently. And I, and I don't say that people say that all the time, but they are legitimately built differently. Um, if they can get into a routine that allows them to get on the field 140 times a year, I don't think they should be trying to play 160. And I know that's going to get hit with, Oh, we used to do it back in the day, but it's, you've got to protect your investments too. If you're totally. just going to, if you're going to, and that becomes diet, that becomes exercise, it becomes recovery, it becomes everything. I, they need to be almost wrapped in cotton wool and. Sounds protected. uncomfortable. I know, but they, that's, that's the, that's what it's going to take for, for guys of, of that size to continue to do this for 10, 15 Why years. are you dodging the financial question? I mean, I'm not, <laughs> you're not giving them the money. So just give me a freaking number. I don't know, man. I honestly, I think it's going to be 40 million a year. For what? Seven or eight years? Probably. Okay, I don't know that so you, get between 10. 280 and 320 is what you're saying. I think so. And I think that, look, Scherzer's getting 45 right now and he impacts the game 32 times a year. How many times but, a year can Aaron Judge impact a game? But it all, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but that's for three years. And I know that he's 37. I, I understand all that. Yeah, listen, I do. I think he'll end up getting between, I think it's a good, good estimate. I don't know where we're heading though. I, I don't know if it's just going to continue to go crazy. Am I going to end up guys making 50 or whether well, ownerships are going to go guys, 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 come on. Like this is, this is mental, but as if baseball keeps making money, players are going to keep getting paid. Yeah. I think he does. I think the over, if the over under is 300 and a half million dollars, I think I'm taking the over, but not me by much, me, not, me too. but not by much. And I would be rooting for him to get every penny he can because I think he's fantastic. One of the reasons is, yes, go ahead. What was the offer that that reportedly he that the Yankees made two eighty two? Remember, he still has not settled on arbitration. That case is still going to go. Right. He the Yankees offered him seventeen. He wanted twenty one. And by the way, the fact that the Yankees are still squabbling over that, based every on what he's it. done so far, they should just be like, "Yo, dude, you know what? Let, here's twenty and a half. We'll call it a day." 
thank you for everything you've done. Like, that's what I would do. That's smart business to me. It's already prepping guys to be pissed off once they get to free agency, just having to it's, make them go through the arbitration just process. Just another reason. It just doesn't make any sense. But None. but um, I think their offer was right around $215 million ish Okay. But then to add on the number that um, that Judge wanted for this year. So it was 213 over 7, and then they, they were going to tack on the 21, and then it would have been 8 for 234, let's say. Okay. Something like that. And now he's and I and I, it feels about it feels about sixty million light. Yeah, I'm with you. One of the reasons is because Aaron Judge not only the fact he's got five more homers than anybody at this point in the year, but because of how he handles New York. Okay, last night, tough loss, good day by him. He has to answer a bunch of questions about the game, and then he got asked about the Donaldson suspension. I want you to listen to this. Donaldson was suspended for, for a game. What, what's your reaction to, to what happened there in that decision? You know, it's, uh, it's a tough one. Um, you know, joke or not, you know, I just don't think it's, you know, the right thing to do there. For those of you that are joining us audio only, what you couldn't appreciate was about the seven second pause between the question of what do you think about the one game suspension for Josh Donaldson and his answer, Pete, I don't know about you, but I could see the gears turning in his head about yeah. how do I answer this? Honestly, how do I answer this as a black man in America? Yeah. How do I answer this with still wanting to be a good teammate? Yeah. And he now balancing that and he hit it out of the park the way he does baseballs. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's, and especially in New York, that could have gone south real quick with one word, one bad word, but he nailed it. He handled it perfectly. And you're right. That pause says it all. Because the tendency is you feel a little bit of pressure. You just want to rush out and say the first thing that comes in your head. But he just, I, I, I commend him for that. Yep. And he answers the question. He didn't say, hey, guys, it's not my, he answered the question. A yep. difficult one for a teammate. Um, I applaud him. I'm a huge Aaron judge fan. I, I think he's a lot of what's right in, you know, in competition in this country, I'm rooting for him, whether he stays in New York, whether he goes somewhere else, I, I root for him because of who he is. Uh, before we get out of here on the podcast and the YouTube channel, uh, we see this a couple times a year foul ball. This one was in Cincinnati ends up, you know, of all places, some dude's beer cup picks it up chugs the beer yeah do we applaud him or do we say dude that's gross we applaud him it's, you're at a baseball game I, I will say this a couple of years ago that baseball might have stuck to his lips but now at least it's going to be a little bit cleaner <laughs> so uh look Roger McDowell used to have a routine when he went to Wrigley. He would throw a foul ball up to one particular fan every single time we were there, and the guy would catch it in his beer cup and chug it. It was just, it's just the thing you do at baseball. I think it's great. I'm, I'm all here for it. So you're saying that you would go down to the uh, Mississippi River and drink right out of it? Uh, because that's um, essentially what we're doing. If we're taking the Mississippi mud and rubbing it all over the baseball and we're putting it and soaking it in our beer... That's essentially what we're doing. That's not what we're doing, Rosie. I mean, you're, you're kind of adding a little drama to it. He's just having a little bit of fun. I don't think that they're pouring 
Mississippi water into those beers. So I know that there's a mud on there, but they don't put enough on there to make it that sticky. So I think it would have been just fine, mate. I like beer. I don't like Mississippi mud in my beer. Pass. I will pass. You have anything coming up on John Boy Media? Just the same as uh, usual, buddy. I'll be doing this every single day. Nice. And uh, Friday, I'm doing uh, Talking Baseball. I love that. That's good. That's that's good for you. Uh, That's like... Here, this is like a, a minor league rehab start. I'll That's like a, the major leagues. Save That's it. a good deal for you. Uh, once again, Rose Rotation with Miguel Rojas and Jazz Chisholm of the Miami Marlins is out. Entertaining, fun, informative, all sorts of good stuff. And then uh, a little bit later, to about an hour from now, I'll be t- recording with Austin Hedges of the Cleveland Guardians, who is a blast, as always. Uh, special shout out to our producer for the day, the weightlifting, protein eating, <laughs> still moulet wearing Dan Rourke. Uh, For Pete Moylan, I'm Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today, presented to you by Shady Rays.